It's been 20 years since the events of 9-11, but many of us can still remember it like it was yesterday. King of the World, a new podcast series, explores how that day impacted the American Muslim community through the eyes of the show's host, whose entire adult life has been in a post-9-11 world. Tune into this sometimes comical, often heartbreaking examination of adversity and resilience that all Americans need to hear. Subscribe now to the King of the World podcast. Albert Valise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. All right, welcome back. It's continuing. The streak is very much alive. 16 games and counting, a new MLS record held by our club, our one and only club, the Houston Dynamo. We've done it again. We've lost yet again at home, this time to the Portland Timbers, 2-0. Now, lucky for me, I was on a plane to Vegas when it happened, so I didn't get to see the first 20 minutes of shithousery that ensued. But I can't say I'm surprised. I saw a lot of angry Twitter. Lots of angry Twitter, man. People are mad. Fire Tab Ramos or Tab Out is definitely gaining momentum. And dude, it, 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 it should be. I mean, I'm watching the mistakes that we're making because I went back and I watched. And the mistakes are just bad. Like defensively, a place of strength for us in the past has become a vulnerability, a liability. Now, before we jump into the, the post-game, analysis. Um, I went to a wedding. I went to Las Vegas, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, to watch my brother throw, I mean, get married to my ex-wife's sister. Now, you heard that correctly. My brother married my ex-wife's sister, so all of the family I spent years trying to get away from, they were back. It's a fucking horrible thriller movie. It was like a terrible horror film. They're all there, and I must tell you that time has not treated them kindly. Time has treated me very well, partially because I exercise and I try not to eat garbage all the time. But they look like they've been living, living the life, let me tell you. It's kind of sad, but also made me feel good. So a Vegas wedding. So, Vegas wedding. Now, parts, parts of Vegas are still hanging around, like uh, the fact that I ate like I was on vacation. Now I have to run to the restroom. Every time my stomach goes and bubbles up. Um, also, all my burps and everything. It smells terrible. I'm ready to get my body back on the regular track. So Vegas, obviously, as soon as I landed, the uh, first stop was the dispensary, as you know. Uh, managed to dent a Porsche on the way to the dispensary, accidentally. The rental car's doors are much bigger than mine, so I didn't realize it, and I fucking whacked a Porsche. It's okay, we moved the car. He'll never know it was us. Now, as soon as I got there, I immediately started eating gummies, smoking joints. So it was like the entire time was a blur. Now the wedding. 
Yes, ex-wife, sister, all the old families there. I looked pretty damn good. I'm partially colorblind and at first was wearing navy pants and a black suit jacket, which I, I fixed. I had to run to Ross and Target to get new pants because I'm partially colorblind and I look like a moron. Now this was quite the wedding. Uh, half of the families basically hate each other. And we were brought back together yet again for another wedding, yet again. And it was awkward, which was stated in a couple of the speeches. Now, I will tell you, this wedding featured bad rapping. That's right. The matron, maid of honor, um, rapped a song to the bride and groom, and it was awful. I was married to the maid of honor for a while, and she cannot carry a tune in a fucking suitcase. So it was interesting, but kudos to her for trying. There was a bad stand-up bit that uh, I, was, I was part of. I wasn't the comedian. Had I done it, it would have been fucking funny. But the comedian decided to roast people with tidbits of knowledge garnered from the bride and groom. And I was one of the topics. And his joke had no punchline. So basically it was an insult. And it wasn't on purpose because he apologized later. To which I said to him, I said, well, obviously comedy's not your main gig. What do you do for a career? Which is exactly how you would roast someone. But he screwed it up and pissed people off. Me, I don't care. But, you know, my mother got mad, so whatever. Um, yeah, she was mad. She was mad over the bad joke. It was a joke about my plus one, who turns out uh, is batshit crazy and did not come with me because we broke up. And like I said before, she can turn her feelings off like a light switch, which is amazing, convenient, and fucking disturbing. Now, I did meet some friendly single bleach blonde ladies that were there, which, by the way, picking up successfully, which I did, successfully picking up and meeting women, it's really awkward when your parents are there. What's even more awkward is when you're staying with your parents and they are your ride and you tell them you're not going back with them just yet. And then your father saying, yes, you are. You're getting, you're getting in the car because I know you. If you don't get in the car, we're never going to see you. You're going to miss your flight. And I said, dad, look, I need this right now. I need to go out and mingle. I need to experience what these these two ladies who are about to make a poor decision in going out with me, I need to experience their lives, even if it's only for a few hours. I ended up not actually, I, I met up with them, but I left. I was, dude, I wasn't having it. The people I was with, one of them kept passing out. Uh, the other one, I don't know. The one dude was passing out. The girl was like, where are we going? It's like, you know what, I'm going to go home. Bleach blondes, I'm sure you're fun. I'm going home. But yeah, it was a very, very awkward time. Almost as awkward as not winning a game since May 22nd. I would much rather go through my brother marrying my ex-wife's sister than relive this 16 games without a win. This is absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going to do uh, you know, the lineups and the stats, and then we're going to break down the highlights, which there's, there's a few highlights. We just can't score. It's really, really depressing. Somebody mentioned on Discord or Twitter that with Marco, this is a nil-nil match. After watching it, it's a one-nil match because the goal where Lundqvist loses the first goal, Marco couldn't have saved that. He probably would have played it to the exact same spot, most likely, right back in the middle. There's not much you can do with that. So you can't blame Michael Nelson. And the second one, man, Marco might not get to that ball as fast, and the guy scores anyway. But Marco maybe not, maybe doesn't hit his leg. It was it was a weak ass penalty. 
You know, on, on a night where things could go wrong, they did. And things going wrong seems to be our mantra since May 22nd, 2021. We started Nelson in goal. Zarek, Timmy, Teenage, and Adam at the back. Matthias, Derek, and Memo in the midfield. Tyler, Maxi, and Fafa up front. And I'm going to give, oh my God. I don't know, man. I don't even know if I have a man of the match. If I had to give a man of the match award, I'd give it to Darwin Quintero because he showed Friday night what we've been missing. Just in glimmers, man. But um, I would say runner-up would be Fafa just because of his energy, his, his passion, his tireless work effort. The guy hustles, man. He hustles the whole time. We got to see Bahamich, Corona, Darwin, Griffin, and Sam got subbed in. Junka almost scored but didn't. So I guess that doesn't change my view of him. Dorsey, uh, he didn't score either. He almost had an assist, which was close and it was nice and it was a neat looking little play. But, you know, like, like I've said before, almost isn't counting and we are, we are like the king. We are king dick of the almosts because we almost do a lot of things. We almost ended a 15-game losing streak. We almost didn't have a 16-game losing streak, but we do. Now, stats-wise, once again, we won on the stat sheet but lost on the scoreboard. We had 19 shots to their nine, six shots to their four on target. Possession was negligible. We had 48%. They had 52. We completed passes at a higher clip. They completed more passes. We had more fouls. They had more yellows. We had more offsides. Fafa pulling out all the stops. We had nine corners to their three. All these fucking corners and we can't score. The corners are one of the things I brought up. We float these corners in, man, and we float them in, and they're just weak little headers. Whip them in. Whip these corners in there, dude. So let's go through the highlights right now, and then we'll come back to, uh, to talk about it. Climates, so many different things involved. Blanco let it run. Oh, that's some good soccer there. More oh. a shot. It's a huge play. And it's a saving tackle from teenage Hadebi. Put a circle around that. So 11 minutes in, we get our DP teenage Hadebi sliding tackle to save probably what would have been the first goal. That was a nice little one-two combination between the Timbers. And uh, shocking, they get behind our back line. And they have a clear-cut chance, but Teenage Debbie with a stellar slide saves the day. Blanco. He curls it to the back post. Morris header. It's parried straight down. The follow is tapped in. It's Jimmy Chara. And the Portland Timbers with the early pressure here tonight. They have gotten the game's first goal here in the 15th minute. Somebody made the argument that if Marco had started this game, perhaps it's a nil-nil draw, and that might be right. But this, is, this, this goal starts with there's no hustle to close these guys down on the cross. We're half-assing it out to cover down on the cross. He slips in the back post run. Lundqvist doesn't see him. Nelson does a great job to parry this away, but he spills it right back in front. Story of our season, we're ball-watching. Hadebi tries to late heroics. Doesn't matter. Chara puts it away. But this falls on three or four people, man. We're not closing down at the top of the box. We're not keeping track of our man behind us. And then we're, we're not there to clean up the scraps in front, and Nelson gets beat. I mean, this goal like this kind of sums up our season. It's just one fucking thing after the other. Like, 
what can go wrong is going wrong. And it's, there's only so many ways we can break down bad soccer, especially from someone that doesn't really know what he's fucking talking about. But this is just the summary of our season, man. This, this is how it's been. You don't hustle here, and you, get, you, you, you pay the price early on. And you saw at the 11th minute in the first highlight, they almost scored two. We didn't come out ready for this. Great opportunity to pull one back. Zonal marking here from the Portland Timbers. That's a decent-looking ball, and getting up was Fafa Pico, who somehow gets his head on a lot of balls. Fafa Pico doing it at the opposite end of the pitch as well. I mainly cut this one out because I like hearing Glenn Davis said how Fafa always gets his head on balls. That made me chuckle because I'm amateur. But Fafa Pico does it at both ends, man. He's got a good work ethic. I, I hope he sticks around for a year. If you had Fafa Pico on the bench, great bench player to have, spot starter, gives you 100%, up and down the pitch. He's pacey. He's got hops. You know, it's a shame that this energy we had early on, a lot of us looked like Fafa. We looked like Ty Pash running around on the pitch. We don't see it anymore. And I would imagine after 16 games, there's not a whole lot of incentive to run around other than, like, let's just fucking break this streak. A day that will be very emotional for a lot of people around the country. Blanco will lob it over the top towards Mora. Nelson comes out. There is some contact. Mora trying to draw the penalty. Way to try and figure out if Nelson touches it. Does the spin of the ball change? So they're going to VAR right now. They're going to take a look at this. This is just an unfortunate penalty. It's probably a penalty. Uh, I don't think Nelson hits him before the follow-through. We're watching on replay. But this is a situation where, again, somebody said, if marriage is in there, does this happen? I don't know, but our, our defense, Jesus Christ. This is the third one, man. We are letting people in behind us like we're a sophomore on prom night. You know, it's just one after the other. Like, we got to tighten up the back line. That was a place of strength, we thought. And now it's like, you're making runs in the channels. We're not seeing what's going on. Now it's become a point of weakness. I mean, we're, we're losing 2-0 at home. Our defense has now become a fucking weakness. Just the tiniest of fingertips from that angle. I don't know if you can say it's definitive, if it's clear and obvious that he didn't touch it. There's definitely contact between the players, but does Nelson get a touch on the ball before he contacts Mora? I don't. They're going to the penalty spot. Right there, we're 20 minutes in. We're down two goals. We, we already know how this ends. This was just the nail in the coffin. You guys just did it to us with 70 minutes left in the match. Yeah, we had chances after this, but you go down 2-0 at home in the first 20 minutes with a questionable penalty. It's a guaranteed goal to 2-0. At this point, I would imagine some of y'all turned it off. Looking at the stands, there's not a lot of people to see it in person. Uh, I could hardly even give my tickets away. I had to give them away. Couldn't sell them. I gave them away. It's part of a listener promotion. But, dude, it, our season is just off the fucking rails right now. Lundquist, a debut. Teenage. And that's a good-looking cross from a debut. Oh, and the header goes wide. Can anybody tell me why Teenage Hadebi is in the final third 
whipping balls in from the corner from open play? Why is our arguably best defender performing the duties of a left back when he's playing the center back position? Maybe I missed something, but like center back should be a little further back up the pitch to prevent, you know, a break. We got Hadebi up there in the 22nd minute and it was a good cross. It was a good left-footed cross. We didn't put it away, you know, but still, why is he up there? Asher off the corner. Can you get one here? Pico's at the back. Well, she won the header, but it's right at And easy in the end for Steve Clark. Cross will go to the back post. The header is wide from Hadebi. One thing I do not understand about our crossing game is we float corners in. And having played and coached baseball for quite some time, the amount of force that is generated from a kick or a throw, the return force is greater if the ball is served faster. We're floating in corners and we're just popping little lazy ass headers, little floaters, cans of corn to the keepers. I mean, you, you gotta put a little more pace on it to get more of that, that quick redirection. But dude, like, good crosses, but still, man, like, we have these chances and we can't make it happen. Zarek Valentin. Squared it back towards the 18. Pico, Rodriguez. Lundquist. He's going to hit it. Save Clark. Clark saved that one. That was going in. Adam did a good job of pinching in to the top of the box and picking up the scraps. Valentin with a nice cross. But again, it's a good chance, but it's not. You know, there's no conversion. And we had three of these in the span of three or four minutes that we have chances to score, to level the match, and we don't take advantage of it. And when we do take advantage of it, it just doesn't work. Um, finishing has got to be better. Creation in the box has got to be better. And, and later on in the match when Quintero comes in, you see the potential that's there. If we put him and Karaskia together and we invert that three-man midfield with one defensive mid... Now you got two creators, but it's never going to happen. Tab apparently still hates Darwin. Karaskia is with Panama. But, man, we can dream, right? Karaskia and Darwin pushing forward with Veda or Jones as the defensive mid in the middle, protecting Zarek and Hadebi. Dude, there's goals in those two. But we're not doing it, man. We're trying to be passive, and we haven't won a fucking game in 16 matches. Teenage Hadebi leaving the, leaving the charger. He's got Dorsey. He's got a Rudy, and a Rudy's fouled. In and around the top of the box. And the foul coming from Claudio Bravo. Free kick might be the way to get back into this game. 52nd minute here. Rodriguez is shot. It's a dipping ball. And Clark will parry it away. I'm going to ask it again. Why is teenage Hadebi, Hadebi that far up the field? Why is our star center back looking to create in their final third? What is going? You know what I think it is? I think he realizes that he can do it, so he's going to try because nobody else is. I think this is an example of players being so fed up with underperformance from other areas that they are now taking it upon themselves to do jobs that aren't theirs. And do you know what happens when that happens? We're out of position. We are. On Tim Parker's yellow card, Hadebi was out of position. There was a runner in the channel behind him, didn't even pick him up. So by doing this, now our stars, our defenders, are out of position, and now they're going to be forced to deal with mistakes. 
to make up ground. We're putting too much pressure on them. You have two creators in Karaskia and Quintero, and when they're both back, if you put them in together, you solve this problem, man. I just, when are you going to do it? Our best player is a spot player. Play Karaskia and Darwin together. Just give us a look. I don't want to see Hadebi spearheading the attack. Or Tim Parker. Or Sam Junka. But we all know I don't like Sam Junka. Big sweeping tackle there from Rodriguez. And you've got Portland pushing out. And you got a chance here to get a goal back. A Rudy off the turn goes wide. He was marked well by Mabiala. Griffin Dorsey with a nice pass through the box to Maxi, who tries to, I don't know, flip it up and volley it, and he misses. Maxi's finishing has been horrible since his COVID stint. Uh, it's hard to blame him for that. You know, it's not his fault he got COVID. But I was pleased with Griffin on this one, making things, making things happen. And we got a little bit of life, but there's just, it's just not there. There's no quality there at the end. Dorsey, here is Quintero. Still Darwin. That's a nice ball from Darwin. A Rudy shot just pulled wide. And there's the Darwin Quintero you want. Griffin Dorsey with a nice pass through the box to Maxi, who tries to, I don't know, flip it up and volley it, and he misses. Maxi's finishing has been horrible since his COVID stint. Uh, it's hard to blame him for that. You know, it's not his fault he got COVID. But I was pleased with Griffin on this one. Making things, making things happen, and we got a little bit of life, but there's just, it's just not there. There's no quality there at the end. Another pass here to Blanco, and Blanco's going to lay it off to Mora. Mora shot, pulled it wide. I will say that our defending last night looked shitty at times, spotty, or excuse me, on Friday night, shitty, spotty, half-ass, lackluster, not great, it, just laziness, lazy mistakes. This game could have been four to two, could have been four nothing. Could have been 2-0. Could have been 2-2. But at the end of the day, we are making dumb mistakes. And we are not playing for the shirt. And we are trying to do too much on our own. And it is exposing us at the back and everywhere else on the pitch. Corona. That's a good cross to the back post. Oh, what a save for Clark. It's a nice header by Junka. A little bit high. Would have been a save anyway. Great cross. Good header. I like him better without the man bun. He looks like a little kid again. That was nice, but again, it, it doesn't go in. It's just off just a little bit, and that's, that's what we're missing by. We are inches off every time. Rudy's in there. It's Quintero now. Tries the backfield. It came back to him, and he'll lash a shot in, and it's parried straight down. Bahamich was in and around the six-yard box, and the quality of the runs. There's another one. This one goes over Dorsey's head. There's Quintero now. Five minutes of stoppage time. Quintero, oh! I thought it was going to be spilled to the footstep and the touch of a Rudy. But it's right in between the two of them that Claudio Bravo just slips. Quintero to take the corner. Box is loaded up here. Can you pull one back? Parker over the top. In a game with a series of lowlights, four of our highlights or Darwin Quintero, who's not a regular starter. That man needs to play. That man needs to play. This has been just ridiculous. Get him in there. He With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's our best creator. Get him in there. So there it is. A 2-0 loss. The winless streak is to 16. We thought that might happen, right? We're at home. Portland has been poor defensively. But Portland whipped our butts in the first half. And even in the second with us playing better, it's still a 2-0 loss. We had opportunities. We didn't capitalize. It's the story of our year. You know, early in the game, the Timbers had a high press, good passing. We were pinned deep on our own half. We passed the ball poorly in the midfield. Our midfield is lacking. We, we know that, especially not having Karaskia in there. Um, quick transitions by Portland. We were constantly on the back foot in the first half. Portland had their, pedal, their, their, their foot to the floor, man. They were just coming after us. I thought our back line made a lot of bad mistakes. Teenage's uh, goal-saving or shot-saving tackle early on. Dude, that guy never should have been that open. I mean, we are just losing runners. It, it, somebody said, Tab's lost the team. Maybe. Maybe he has. And at some points, defensively, it looks to me like, dude, like you guys aren't even trying. And you've got to feel for our players. 16 games without a fucking win? Dude, how many of you would be trying? I know some of you are gangster as fuck, and you're like, me, man, I'm going to try all the time. Fucking no days off. Dude, I played sports. I played on bad teams. It's hard to show up when you know what the outcome is going to be. Um, you know, 11th minute, we had good one-two with Maxi and Tyler. Yerudi got on there, got close to scoring, but again, he has not. Pasher won the ball back, but he couldn't control possession. Dude, it's just, it's just one thing after another. Portland finds the game in the 15th minute. Portland finds the net again in the 20th minute after that shitty, shitty penalty call. And the Timbers managed to just see out the match, basically. We had chances. Some were good. Some could have been better. But, you know, we counter, and there's one or two guys in the box. A couple times we had multiple bodies in the box. We had something that looked good. Shots off target. It's just we don't have any clear-cut finishers. We don't have any, we don't have any killers, man. We don't have anybody that's going to take the game by the scruff of the neck, bend that shit over, and just have its way with it. We don't have any of them. Second half, we played much better. We had better possession. We kept the ball in their half of the field. Pasher came out early in the second, probably with an injury. Um, Memo had that nice free kick that almost went in, but Clark makes a save. You know, we had Darwin to Maxi that one-two. Maxi pulls it wide. It's just every time, man. Every time. Zarek tries too hard to cut out a pass. He missed. The Timbers almost score again. Um, it's just the, the defensive play sometimes is lacking and it's bad. Sam Junka had a highlight. He almost scored. Great save by Steve Clark. I don't think the header would have gone in either way. <clears throat> it looked a little bit high. But, yeah, man, a loss at home again. Not even a point this time. The wheels are totally falling off. Totally falling off. Watching the beginning of that match, we start slow again. They almost scored in the first 10 minutes. I mean, we make these stupid mistakes. We come out flat, and we let teams get in front of us. And we're not good enough to do that. We're not. 
This Friday, we have Austin coming here. You know they're going to travel well. I would imagine we're going to see quite a few Dynamo fans there. I'll be there. If I was a player, uh, with my kid. Or maybe Reggie. Maybe my kid's busy and I ask out old Reggie. See if Reggie wants to go. That'd be cool. She's cool. But this is just, I'm ready for it to be over. And we have how many games left, guys? 15? Fucking lot. We got too many games left, dude. I just want the season to be over. It's time for Tab to go. He's going to finish the year out and we're going to get rid of him. There's no sense. A point, what are you going to do? A point, Amid Nazami? What's the, what's the point? We fired Cabrera and appointed Arnaud. We saw how that went. Just let him finish the year. Let him finish the year and bring in a new head coach next year. I mean, the results are the same over and over again. So it's, it's just, it's bad. So I asked for listener questions today or topics. You know, what would you guys like us to talk about? And I'm just going to pull out this one because Dago is a listener of the show and a supporter. Thanks, ma'am. I appreciate your contribution. It means a lot. Love you for that. Dago asked a couple questions. So number one, he says, what are the key pieces we're missing? We are missing, honestly, uh, two defensive backs. Adam's a good sub. I don't think he's good enough to start week in, week out. We're missing a left back, a right back. We're missing a striker. We're missing a winger that can score or create. Uh, and I, I, w- I would say we're missing another creative midfielder. I think we have a plethora of defensive mids. I don't think we have a lot of creativity. Darwin and Karaskia are our two most creative guys, and I begged in this episode to see them both at the same time, where you drop like a, like a diamond three or like an inverted triangle with one defensive mid and those two creators where they can push up. We can throw five guys at the net. We can leave the backs back, man. We can leave Adam and Zarek back. We're not going to see it. So that's what we're missing. Dago, Dago says, uh, what keeps us from competing even with the lower-level side? Bro, we are the lower-level side. We are in dead-ass last, again, second year in a row. As far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the lower-level side, every week we need to punch above our weight to tie. Every week we should be the underdog. We're the fucking underdog at home two weeks running, man. Two weeks running in MLS. We are the underdog at home. And one of these clubs had to travel 3,000 miles to get here. The other one had to travel, what's Minnesota, 1,500 miles? We're the underdog at fucking home. We are as low as it gets in MLS right now. And that's unfortunate because, number one, our payroll isn't the lowest. Our payroll has increased. And this is not, this is not a bottom-of-the-table roster. It's really not. It truly is not. Fully healthy, this is a top 10 in the Western Conference roster. But we're not there. We are underachieving, big time, big time. What's keeping us from competing? Coaching, quality coaching, quality tactics. Because we have an improved roster. Our roster is better than last year, but we are in the same fucking spot. Tactics and coaching. Tab Ramos, I think right now is the reason. Combination of tab and then years of poor investment. Dago also says, can you highlight Tab's biggest fuck-ups? Yeah, not using five subs every week. That's his biggest screw-up. Not figuring out a way to get more bodies forward. Designing a system where your wingers are blowing past your midfielders, and when we get down there, there's two or three guys to create a play. We're take, it's two on four, three on four, every time, two on three. We don't have numbers. We don't create numbers because our midfielders don't have pace. 
And the midfielders that have pace, they don't play. Darwin. Darwin can keep up. Karaskia can keep up. Who else in the midfield can keep up with Maxi, Tyler, and Fafa? None of them. And last night you didn't have Karaskia. You didn't have Darwin until, the, till the, what, a third of the game. Lastly, Dago says, hashtag fire Tab Ramos. Yeah, man, it's going to happen. It has to happen. I think the new GM will do it. That'll take some of the onus off of Ted. But I don't think right now any of us are clamoring for Tab to keep his job. I think we're all pretty much like, dude, let's just get this over with and fucking move on. We're putting Band-Aids on bullet holes right now in Houston, and it is not fun to watch. So, like I said earlier, we have Austin FC, Friday night player. No, wait, Saturday. Saturday at 7.30. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that, that, that's got to be a game where we show up. They made tickets 16 bucks, but, bro, I, with, with the results we're putting in, every, every night should be a 7-1-3 night. You owe us that. This is ridiculous. I couldn't even sell my season tickets last time. I gave them away. Hope you liked it. The guy that went, hope you liked it. Thanks for tagging us. So, guys, as always, this is the Houston Dynapod Podcast. We are trying to do our best to keep you upbeat and positive, despite the fact that this team makes us want to drink fucking Clorox. And that's without the coronavirus. Makes me want to drink Clorox just because. Just because it can't be any worse than what's going on here in Dynamo Land. So, I'm your host, Finister. Um, we'll do a pregame at the end of the week, follow up on any news, any breaking Dynamo news. I don't think there will be any. But that's been it, your little, your little uh, Portland Post game. I'm Finister. This is the Houston Dynapod Podcast. And as always, go Dynamo. Albert Valise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubba Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool-ass people. Attention, Nashville, Tennessee area drivers. Commodore Express is actively hiring CDLA team truck drivers for our West Coast operations. This is an in-and-out-and-back type operation. 4,500-plus miles per week. We offer full benefits package and above-average pay package and an achievable bonus for more than four turns per month. We are a family-oriented company that takes pride in our values, honesty, respect, and integrity. We can work with full-time, part-time, retired, or casual drivers. Visit our website at www.commodoreexpress.net to learn more about us and request an online application. Or call Robert in recruiting for more information at 615-287-5140, extension 1. That's 615-287-5140, extension 1. We look forward to seeing you.